Radio shows you love from the people you know. This is Sam Talks Technology. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome, Marlo. Welcome to the web. It's Wednesday. Yes, indeed, it's Sam Talks Technology. How are you? It's uh, it's December already. I can't believe it. The 5th of December. Not many days to go till that sunny day in Christmas when we have to buy all those presents. I get mine on the 24th and there's no rush yet. But less about me. Today's show is obviously about business and technology and I'm really super excited to invite into the studio today two friends of mine and I'm going to introduce them in a second. It's Mariska and Katie. Hello ladies. Hi, how are you? Excellent. Uh, Now we're going to be talking about uh, a subject that some people find quite touchy but I think by the end of the radio show everyone's going to be really super clear. We're going to be talking about cannabis. Yes? Yes. Uh, I believe you've got a new newsletter called Telegrass. That's the new one. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So what we're going to be talking about is cannabis. There's two types. There's the medicinal cannabis and then there's the, I suppose, is it called weed? Is that the street name for it? It's marijuana. Marijuana, is, yeah, weed. Mexican name for cannabis. Oh, right. Is that where it came from? Yeah, Excellent. So we'll be going to talk about, a little bit about that. Um, obviously, we're also going to do a quick news roundup as well of what's been going on in the news this week. But first of all, let's introduce our guest. So Katie... Tell me a little bit about you. I knew you from your days in Stardoll. That's where I first met you. Yes, it was. And your gorgeous daughters, who now I've seen all grown up. <laughs> um, I started my career doing data analytics, actually, and then moved into working with commercial, which is, I think, where I met you, uh, working for Stardoll, which at the time was one of the girls' largest gaming platforms. Yeah, whatever happened to Stardoll? Um, Stardoll's still going. It was okay. taken over by another company. Um, but I think they had transition problems going from large on screen to a mobile and tablet basically so you couldn't really transition the game over oh okay yeah because um you know obviously it was massive at the time i think you know disney was sniffing around it at one time wasn't oh, it oh yeah 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 we did it we did a line of um star dolls with mattel and um yeah we were i think when i left just over 300 million registered wow. girls around the planet yeah yeah my Big. daughters were two of those <laughs> That's for certain. (laughs) And Mariska, hello. Hi, Sam. Hello. Now, Mariska, we don't know each other that well, but um, tell me, how did you, what's your career? Where have you been? What have you got? How did you get into this business? Right. So just a little bit about me. Um, So I've got 18 years experience in the health and wellness space from big blue chip organisations. So I've worked across Johnson & Johnson, L'Oreal and GSK. Okay. Um, Super premier corporates. Yep, yep, a little bit, yeah, a little bit corporate. Um, and actually, working with Katie is great because I'm <laughs> discovering a whole different side to myself now. Um, it's so, never too late. No, still got many years ahead. It's fine. <laughs> so, I've spent a lot of that time in global innovation and marketing roles, developing different products for people. And I've got a real passion for this space in terms of how products can really impact uh, people's lives. So, from children and um, babies who suffer from eczema where bath times can be incredibly stressful for them um, and creating a product that actually can take that stress away and make bath time fun again, all the way to working with women and creating great creams for them where they actually feel so much more confident in their skin after using creams that are the right ones for their skin. Okay, so obviously that's then, and let's talk about now. Now is uh, Telegrass. Yep. This is the newsletter. Mm -hmm. 
One of you tell me a little bit more about Telegrass, please. Um, so the Telegrass came about, I, maybe if I can just take a quick step back on, on how Mariska and I actually met, was through a mutual friend who'd, we'd known, um, I think you were... I was going to get to that, but you can oh, go I'm there sorry, early. Oh, I'm sorry, have I... No, I you go there early. I jumped the gun. <laughs> I jumped the gun. Well, it kind of leads into how we discovered okay. um, CBD. But yeah, so... Um, We'd been working on a project uh, about perimenopause or menopause or postmenopausal women, which is also a massively interesting uh, area and topic. And while we were working, uh, after we finished that project, in fact, um, I had then spoken to a friend of mine in the States uh, who was telling me about this fabulous new product that she oh, found. Yes. And, um, and I was curious to find out more. Uh, and she was telling me about this female sexual enhancement lubrication. Okay. Uh, she told me it's intensified her orgasms by like 10 times. Okay. There, there is going to be a rush I know, soon that's in this studio. I, exactly what I thought. I was okay. like, wow. Okay. So that sounds pretty fantastic. Um, I then had, had spoken to Mariska and said, I think you need to come around for a cup of tea. Um, there's this product that's out in the States. Um, a cup of tea. You need to come around for <laughs> yeah. We do love cuppers, don't we, Marisha? What, what about, you know, how a bottle of sparkly? And let me explain this thing to you. No, a cup of tea. Okay. Actually, um, do you know the funny thing? I don't think we've we've been out for, yeah. Maybe once. Maybe once. Maybe once or twice. Yeah. But okay. it's, it's, we're, we're more the tea drinkers. Um, anyway, so where was I? Yes. yes. So, so my you friend, found this amazing uh, lubricant. Found this amazing product. Mm -hmm. And Marisha came round. Yep. We obviously did our online research about... Did you do any offline research? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> Dare I even go down to the fact that we ended up doing some music group studies? <laughs> yeah, good. Sam, you're going to take us to a whole different yeah. place here. But look, we have we have product backgrounds and we thought this is really interesting. Yep. Yeah. There's lots of great PR angles. And you would be brilliant at giving us some of them. <laughs> sure, Sam, straight away. Me? No. What we wanted to do was see actually what all the hype was about. So right. we did do a trial because we went headlong into thinking we would do a range of products around this space and not necessarily sexual enhancers but okay. around CBD and different products so we did do a trial with people and actually to be honest some responded brilliantly yeah. and some <laughs> why are you pointing at Katie <laughs> Just asking. For those who can't see, I just thought I'd give you the, you know, the visual image. Anyway, oh, moving on. Yes. Moving on. I'm glad they can't see me blushing. <laughs> uh, yes, so some people just had different experiences with it. What we quickly learned was that there are two different types of product. There's one that you can buy in the UK. Yep. Um, and then there's one that you can buy in certain states in the US because obviously in certain states in the US, um, cannabis is legal and therefore you can have a higher percentage of THC, which makes that... Yeah, so let's clear this up very quickly and early. There, there are, we, we've got some jargon, so we need yes. to really clear that. There's two types of cannabis. What are they? There are. So here, what we're really talking about is cannabidol, which is abbreviated to CBD. Okay. And that is a part of the plant. There's 60 compounds in the cannabis plant that are created from CBD. And they are totally legal to use and sell um, in the UK as well as in... Um, the so in the UK, you can sell CBD-based products? You can, yes. Okay. CBD is yep. completely legal. It is what people associate with cannabis is the THC element, which is the compound that gets you high. Okay. And in the UK, THC is limited at 0.2%, so really a fraction of THC is allowed here. That, so that's that. those are the distinctions, really. So CBD, cannabidol, is totally legal. THC is the element that gets you high. So uh, to end Katie's story, <laughs> just so we can move on, yes. 
The lubricant had THC in it. So actually, they've got two. So right. you can buy... There's a, it's in a black bottle in America, okay. and that has THC in it. Right. Um, the bottle that they have here is white and has the legal minimum, minimum amount, which is okay. 0.2. But actually, there's no psychoactive, and as far as <laughs> how effective it is as opposed to the American one, yes. I have to get back to you on it because okay. I haven't tried that one. <laughs> we'll be here next week. <laughs> right, so knowing that you got into that... This led you into learning more about cannabis, I assume, and this is what's led to where you are today. So how did that evolve from there then? where You'd heard from a friend about this lubricant. That wasn't the market you wanted to get into, so tell me more now. So we very quickly started just researching about CBD and the anecdotal and clinical evidence we came across was overwhelming. So many people online were sharing their reviews of how it helped a host of different concerns from mental health, anxiety, depression and stress through to the very well-known cases around epilepsy. Mm -hmm. There's arthritis, sports recovery with um, reducing inflammation. And then there's stories around cancer and MS. So is this anecdotal or is this medical? So this is anecdotal. A lot of the research we have found is anecdotal, but it is thousands upon thousands of consumers where we have read reviews. There's also, there is also a wealth of studies on the efficacy of cannabis as well. But it is a very new new category still so some of those studies are just you know underway now compared to drugs that have been in existence for hundreds of years uh, where there's a lot more studies that have taken place so we we're very aware that there are studies taking place all the time so there were, there were two famous cases recently in the uk of mothers trying to get a cbd based uh, medicinal cannabis in um, yes. Did they succeed? I can't remember now. I think yeah. they did. Yeah, they absolutely did. So the two cases you're referring to, uh, Billy Caldwell and Alfie Dingley. Yeah. Actually, so if we just talk about one of those. So, um, Go for it. Billy, Billy Caldwell suffered from severe epilepsy and was having seizures so extreme that he was one seizure was strong enough to kill him and at the age of 12 each seizure that he was having he was having to be rushed into hospital to have very strong medical aid with it and his mother there's a beautiful story behind it she'd looked at loads of different alternatives during the years and she had taken him out to the US where they had recommended medicinal cannabis right. for Billy and that was unfortunately taken away from him when he got to the UK because obviously it didn't meet the UK's um, required regulations around the uh, a suitable level of THC. Um, however, they could very quickly see how the child positively responded to taking the product. And they did get that overruled. And that has actually, that, that was one of the key turning points in terms of the NHS prescribing uh, medical cannabis from the 1st of November this year. Okay, so so you go to your doctor, you could get it prescribed. Yep. Um, that's good. So... Now, tell me, I think we were talking offline, um, something about the UK is the world's largest <laughs> producer of cannabis. This is that is right? True. This is true. Um, so there's a company called GW Pharmaceutical. Isn't that Theresa May's husband on the board of that? Yes. Strange, yes. that, isn't it? Yeah, well know, done, yeah. Philip. Yeah, tw- 28 football fields of it. You can't, you can't play football, I've seen it. You can't play football. Right, um, yes, so we, we are in Norfolk. Actually, yeah, in Norfolk, and we I are the I was going to say something that I would have got taken off air. <laughs> right, moving on. But it, they, we are the largest exporter of medicinal cannabis in the world. on the planet. at uh, 70%. That is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And, but, uh, and which countries today have allowed 
I guess, the non-medicinal cannabis to be legalised? So I read just a few days ago that Luxembourg uh, has now joined... Where's Luxembourg? No one goes to Luxembourg. <laughs> They will now. Round it. They will <laughs> now. They're trying to beat Holland, aren't they? That's it. Yeah. So anyway, Ca- yes, Luxembourg. Canada, Canada, obviously, Canada. which um, yeah. you've you probably read about. Um, and that's had quite significant impact in the last three months on their economy, um, bringing in jobs. It's been quite a positive turn for those guys. Yeah, because uh, where in Europe is legalised at the moment, do you think? So we've got Luxembourg, Portugal, yeah. Greece. Germany allows non-legal, allows medicinal, doesn't it? Yes, Germany allows medicinal. And actually, they are the largest market uh, in Europe, right. followed by the UK, actually. Okay. Even though we haven't got recreational cannabis legalised here, um, we're still kind of the number two. So you were also telling me when we were, we were talking earlier that uh, you have a personal experience with your parents related to it. Yes. So um, when Mariska and I were researching about cannabis oil and CBD, um, my mother actually got diagnosed with breast cancer. And if anybody's had a parent or a loved one um, who's gone through the experience, having radiation and chemo is, is, you know, ravishing for the body and you know makes you feel pretty unwell Mm -hmm. so my mum suffered with um really bad nausea insomnia uh anxiety and i'd sent her over a whole load of information said recommended her a few different brands that i'd found online that i thought were good she had tried them and it made a huge difference to the way um, give give us an example she was able to eat so she felt really nauseous really couldn't eat food didn't really want to eat she got her appetite back um she was able to sleep uh, a lot more deeply or get to sleep i mean obviously you're worrying about this thing that's happening to you um so yeah i think sleep obviously aids the body in healing so even in those two you're getting nutrients into the body and you're getting sleep that's that can only be a good thing um, and yourself, Mariska, anything? Yeah, so my mum actually um, suffers from severe arthritis and in the last year it's been um, so much worse than it's ever been before and it's been really impacted her quality of life. And she's been on a host of very strong medication. So I had, when we looked, had seen the anecdotal evidence about inflammation and other arthritis sufferers um, talking about it so positively, I talked to her about going and trying some of that product ironically she was um, having acupuncture at the time and her acupuncturist also really supported the use of cbd oil so we've been on a little bit of a journey to be honest to begin with she wasn't on the right strength for her um they the shop that she bought it from just didn't understand necessarily the severity of her arthritis but actually we've really fixed that over time and she's on a much better dosage now and taking the right number of drops per day everyone responds differently to it so um she knows for her she needs to take it in the morning and in the evening and if she's feeling particularly uncomfortable sometimes during the day as well but she is definitely seeing um an improvement we also actually katie and i one of our very close friends has very sadly um just had her cancer return um, after a very short period of time being cancer free and you know she's herself looking at um, alternatives to how she can manage that but also around the anxiety um, as well and you know within the cancer community that she's part of as well she said people often live in fear of it coming back and you know she's read herself as well about how it can really help with anxiety and stress okay so tell me a little bit more so you've started a newsletter called telegrass what is it um so we've created the telegrass 
to empower cannacurious people. So, okay. <laughs> sorry, cannacurious. <laughs> we are. We. I've got cannabis consultants, <laughs> and now I've got cannacurious. Cannacurious. I'm cannacurious, and okay. you want to understand a little bit more. Yep. What we're trying to do is centralise the conversation and provide people with the latest information about the cannabis market in the industry. So that will cover everything from. So, so why you though? I mean, what's your background? You know, are you how how are you credible enough to talk about yeah. this? Are you you know you're not drug dealers clearly. So <laughs> looking at them, I can I can vouch for them both. Yeah. They're not drug dealers. So. And what we're talking about is not illegal. No, you're talking and about it's on the legal the high stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but but you know, given. Yeah, so Mariska, tell me. No, you're absolutely... It's a great question, actually. What gives us the right to talk about that? You know, as I said, we initially we thought, for us, we would go straight into product. That's perfect for both of our backgrounds, actually. And the more research we did, as Katie says, you know, there was no centralised information in in one place that we thought was a reliable source. And we're learning as we go. We don't pretend to be experts in this space, but we've seen, really, that there is an opportunity to bring all of that information together. So many people are curious about this space and want to learn more and in fact you know when we first had a conversation with you Sam I met someone you know just for a glass of wine last week they're incredibly involved in this space and you know know people that work within this space as well that we saw an opportunity really to collate that and centralize it in one place not just that actually we've also seen a need to elevate the conversation only a couple of weeks ago katie and i went to um open our business bank account together right big you know big commitment <laughs> big girls Sorry. moment yeah big it girls was. Moment. We, we had a photo taken there we and everything a... didn't we? marking the moment <laughs> exactly you know it's, it's a bigger than marriage you know <laughs> getting a joint account together <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, if it doesn't go well, it can be, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, we're all very excited, ready to go. And yep. um, we got a call a couple of hours later to say that the bank that we had applied with didn't have an appetite for our business. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And we were bowled over by the fact that we're trying to create content and centralise unbiased news and reviews. So did they just read the word cannabis and that was it? They, yeah. They, they, pretty, they're much. pretty much uneducated. Yeah, oh, it's cannabis. Yeah. Must be drugs. No, we don't do it. Yeah. Yes, okay. that's exactly it. So for us, th- there was the opportunity, there lies the opportunity in itself to really elevate this. We're not here to talk about drugs. We're here to talk about a space that's really rooted in consumer health and well-being and to just give people, arm people with the information from market data and seeing how market dynamics are changing. It's an incredibly rich and diverse marketplace, but all the way through to weedpreneurs, we call them, people that are you know emerging in this space. <laughs> They're coming out of the woodwork today. Right, weed pr- I'm writing these down. Weedpreneurs, weed cannabis. Pr- oh, there's so many. Right. Okay. Weedpreneurs. Right. Um, and then you know, just some of the personal stories that we've talked about as well, where people have seen it really fundamentally change their lives. Okay. So, so the the newsletter is something I can subscribe to. I just did already. Um, where where could anyone else go if they want to subscribe to it? Um, you'd go to www.thetelegraphs.com. Okay. Now, um, one of the things that I was going to ask you about is, obviously, when weedpreneurs start coming out the woodwork or out the ground, wherever they come from, (laughs) um, we've seen big corporates doing that as well this week. We've heard a couple of big announcements. So in Canada, Marlboro Cigarettes, Philip Morrison, have just said they're going to make an acquisition. I think it's a $1 billion acquisition of a Canadian company. And Coca-Cola have announced that they're going to be Coming out with what? What was the uh, Coca Cola uh, Coca Cola Wellness, which is an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it exactly. is absolutely an oxymoron. <laughs> um, so the, the the worry, I guess, is um, 
are we just going to end up with, you know, hello, mate, I've got a bit of cannabis. No, it's the good stuff. No, it's the bad stuff. We, you know, how, how are we going to legislate this? How is it going to be, I guess, safe, made safe for people to have it for medicinal purposes and not get confused? And Because and, and, I was, you know, I was telling you about how, unfortunately, um, a 14-year-old girl at my daughter's school uh, was just removed for, for dealing weed. Mm. Now, small, small amounts, we get it. But if they're starting at 14, you know, and if we legislate for medicinal cannabis, how are we going to, are we going to eventually legislate for street cannabis, as I call it, or, or weed? Um, I haven't got a crystal ball on that one. But, okay. But, but what I would What's your say, opinion then? <laughs> um, but what I would say is, you know, we can learn lessons from other countries that have already entered into this space, you know, good and bad lessons. And I, and I think before we kind of get into the idea of, you know, entertaining recreational drugs, you know, we've just launched medicinal cannabis here only in early in November. So there's no rush. No, it's um, good that we're not rushing, yeah, personally. Yeah. Let's, let's find out the scientific data because really that's what underpins everything. We've got to have a science back to all of this stuff um, and then let's let's talk about it which I guess is why Mushka and I are trying to push the conversation um, and as I said look to other countries and, and how they're legislating Okay, um, so uh, would you say medicinal cannabis is safe then? Because you, you said, you know, it's anecdotal it's very early days it, it's, you know, it's not backed up by hard science right yet so are we, are we guinea pigging guinea pigging people that was easy for me to say i'll put the teeth back in are we <laughs> guinea pigging people into trialing it with the anecdotal evidence because you know my wife says to take things like um arnica yeah. she swears by it and every doctor goes homeopathic medicine is just mumbo jumbo yeah so where where are we with cannabis is it just yeah. it sounds cool let's take it mm-hmm. and it might help or is it factual that it's going to work so i guess that there's a couple of things really you know i don't the the nhs absolutely wouldn't have um prescribed that from the first of november had it not been backed by clinical good okay there is absolutely clinical data out there it's not all anecdotal so there's a wealth of clinical data and as i mentioned earlier there's more studies taking place all the time because this category is so new and emerging but in 2017 the world health organization also wrote a report on cbd where they acknowledged cbd as a substance that would be considered safe non-psychoactive and non-addictive we've got to remember that we're talking about cannabidol i know there's quite some big words yeah i mean it should i mean personally it would be great if they could rebrand it two different products i mean i know the root cause root cause the root um is cannabis which happens to be a weed actually by all accounts it Mm. is a fundamentally a weed it just grows anyway doesn't it it's not um wouldn't it be so much smarter or are they already branding it differently you know you said that i think 700 products on the market somewhere so we've and that's why we didn't go down the product route initially or one of the reasons but there were 25 products a couple of years ago and now there's over 700 in the marketplace so it's really really flooded um yeah i agree with you that how we then market it and how people can associate or not associate with the psychoactive part you know as, as we've mentioned before, there are 60 compounds in the plant. One of those is THC, and that is the part that gets you high as psychoactive because it goes through the brain membrane. Right. The other compounds um, are very healthy for the body and work to two receptors without getting too technical. CB1 is in the brain and CB2 receptors is for the immune system. Okay. Which helps with inflammation. So... 
Yeah, it's not. It's even so that THC isn't the baddie in this picture. Um, you know, very very low levels of THC don't bring on psychoactivity or the high, which is why we've got this 0.2 percent. Yeah, it's just had a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you look at um, Charlotte's Web, it's an infamous brand in the US actually, and it was um, named after um, a, a young girl that was suffering from epileptic fits. That is 30 parts CBD to one part THC. So again, you're over-indexing on the non-psychoactive piece and you're not getting that child high using that one part THC. You're just balancing, providing some kind of balance because that is what CBD essentially Mm. does. It brings the body back into homeostasis, so balance. Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> right, we're going to have a, our first track. Um, let's see. Let's start off with Purple Rain. Whose track was that? Oh, that's my track. Ah, now why Purple Rain? So Purple Rain, I think it's just one of the, the um, highlights of my childhood. I have always been a fan of Prince. I was lucky enough to go and see him a few years ago. Is that it? Oh, are you playing it? No, you yeah. can. You keep talking. I'll. I'll tell you when. Yeah. So it just brings me back a whole host of happy memories. And let's be honest, it's an amazing track. It <laughs> is indeed. Here you go, the little Prince Meister himself, Purple Rain.
himself the purple wonder sad to see him gone did you enjoy that marishka uh, he's a shame he's gone what an amazing singer he was except they found thousands of his unwritten tracks and trying to release them which personally if he didn't release them i don't think they should right anyway <laughs> let's get back to what we were talking about um in the break you kindly decided that i should try some medicinal cannabis before i get taken off the air again as i say not medicinal cannabis oh because that you can only get prescribed from your what doctor. did i have then so you've had <laughs> cbd oil oil so this is the non-thc part so Thank the non-psychoactive no highs good so what's it what would i buy that for then generally so, literally, the translation for what the cannabinoids do is they put the body into homeostasis, so they put the body into balance. So, you're asking, people really buy it for a host of different things, really, Sam. So, like I said earlier, you know, it is from stress, anxiety and depression, it, and not, not even severely, really, you know, just taking the edge off day-to-day living, to be honest. Right. Everyone's under a huge amount of pressure and just helping being able to... Isn't that red that. wine? Yes, well, yes. <laughs> Without the hangover. Oh, okay. Without the hangover and okay. the calories. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, we are now going for the double whammy yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, so you'll find yourself doing your CBD drops instead of the red wine at night now. No, 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 no. you won't be getting me doing that. <laughs> Honestly, no. Um, anyway, yes, so that's it's, it's really there to help you relax, just... Just 
bring your body back down to some sort of normality? Back to balance. I mean, I've, I've, I don't sleep terribly well. So right. I originally started using it for sleep. I've now got my partner using it. Um, and I literally, this was a new bottle that I went and got out this morning. Thank you. So I could share with you. Um, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And, and he literally hadn't had some the other night and he woke up the next morning. He's like, really actually noticed that my sleep was much better with it. Um, plus I get quite high anxiety and it really, really helps with the anxiety okay yeah do you take any marishka i do use cbd oil yeah <laughs> and absolutely. what do you what what, um, what reason do you take it for so um so i have two gorgeous children and um i'm trying to do that as well as manage a startup with the lovely casey <laughs> yeah um and everything else in between like lots of people are doing i'm not the only one that's doing it out there and it's, it's just a bit of a juggling act and to be quite honest um the first time i took that i i think i messaged katie that evening and said it was an absolute game changer for me yeah it just some evenings can be a bit hectic with a two and an eight-year-old, and oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they don't tell that. you that at school, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just was better able to manage. For me, it's like meditation in drops. It's liquid meditation, essentially. Yeah. And okay. then you know, like I, we've already mentioned, you know, we've got dear friends and family that are struggling with cancer, and they're taking it to manage the side effects of that. Okay. And anxiety, and then my mum is using it for inflammation with her um, arthritis. So, okay, so the, the size of this market that we're addressing here, what is the size of the market, do you think, for CBD? Um, it's pretty substantial. I mean, we've been speaking to experts. As I said, we're not experts, but we've been dealing with experts and understanding insights and reading lots of materials. I think the overall size is well over a billion. Um, if we look very specifically um, at some of the key areas, so insomnia, anxiety, those alone are sort of in the 300 million mark. Right. Epilepsy. Um, it's, it's so when you say billion, not billion dollars, billion people. Yeah. Billion. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. So you, because you think about how medication is used and the side effects that some medications have can be quite um, damaging to the body in themselves. You, just to repeat, you think there are no side effects to CBD? From the information that we've seen and what we've read, they are very limited side effects. I think some people get dry eyes or dry mouth, but yeah. Okay. Other than that, we're not talking really about works. the menopause again, then. <laughs> right. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but we could do. No, no, we couldn't do. Um, I think you've got the wrong person here. No, another show. Another show. Um, okay. So the market is fairly substantial because it addresses a number of different. Um, things that people suffer from yeah um which is the biggest market currently though by size of uh opportunity is it germany in or europe it, yeah or is it america is it canada um, Amer america is definitely the biggest at right. the moment and then obviously now canada canada but they've obviously legalized for recreation i thought you were going to say canada canada yeah. <laughs> we could just make up a few right now uh, yeah know. let's just call it the you know <laughs> cannabis capital whatever <laughs> right so um that's the biggest market. Europe's coming behind. Yep. I know a friend of mine, Chris, if you're listening in, Chris, hello. Um, he's just uh, raised five million for uh, his company. Amazing. Yeah, no. It's, Congratulations. Um, well done, Chris. Yeah. Drinks are on you. Um, <laughs> he's got a farm in Jamaica. And so I, I've got to Interesting. hear a little bit about this market. So it's not new to me through Chris. And... You know, um, obviously they're growing it for medicinal cannabis um, under 
glass, actually, okay. so that they can grow it three times a year. They can speed up the crop because mm. uh, naturally it grows once a year. Are they are they doing it in soil or are they doing aquaponics or...? Technical, don't know. Sorry. Wish okay. I had. No, that's but that's right. great to know that yeah, there yeah. are different ways. I yeah. mean, um, what's aquaponic then? Um, water-based, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah water-based. So it's, it's all the nutrients and everything are put through the water. But we've got a, a friend of ours who's out in Thailand. And interestingly enough, Thailand have just legalised growing medicinal cannabis for export, which is quite a big deal. Um, but he does, uh, he builds aquaponics units that right. he can then transport to different parts of the world where he can grow crops he has been doing fruit and vegetables um and now they're going into the cannabis medical cannabis market okay so the challenge that chris tells me is they they've raised the money to to grow the crop yeah they've got um markets or let's say consumers people who want to use the cannabis yeah the challenge they're getting is the legislation is it a license yeah yeah so i mean uh, what's the challenge around it if we now think it's you know, safe and it's by the NHS and all these things. Mm. What's preventing more people selling it and licenses? What's what's the barrier? It's a good question. Um, here, I don't know what the government is about. I don't think they're giving out licenses very freely from what we've understood it's so Philip's far. Philip's crop not grown yet enough. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? She's our local MP as well, by the way. <laughs> anyway, she'll be safe in retirement <laughs> next week. Um, so... Okay, so if this is what the market's going to grow to, what do you hope with your newsletter that you're going to achieve? What's what's the goal of the newsletter to begin with then? Really, it is about um, elevating the conversation like we've talked about. So centralising that information in one place that's a reliable source and then educating people that we're not here to talk about drugs. This is an absolutely uh, rapidly emerging category that is changing on a daily basis. Do you, do you, do you but so, okay, interesting enough, do you think regulations required then if it's a... Yeah, so it's a great question. There are regulations in this marketplace already. So there are regulations on the level of THC that's um, allowed in the product. There's regulations on what you can claim. So if you wanted to have a CBD oil and say that it cured inflammation, for mm-hmm. as an example, yeah. you have to get a medical license to be able to do that because it's a medicinal claim. And the MHRA have have set that out. Now, no one is selling it licensed at the moment. It's all being done as a food supplement. And therefore, what you'll see on the market is it's called CBD oil. That's it. The stuff I just tried. Exactly, the stuff you've just tried. And then uh, brands can't make any claims. It's all about the anecdotal feedback. However, Katie and I feel incredibly strongly that there is regulation required in terms of the provenance of where the product's coming from. So when we look to the US, we're learning so much. We're lucky in Europe that Canada and the US have already gone with this because we can see that actually people aren't necessarily always transparent about how they're growing it or what the product contains. So it's absolutely crucial that um, there's more guidelines on provenance and what you can sell, therefore, the legislation around what is permitted to be sold. And then also, I think, some guidelines on strength and dosage as well would really help consumers make decisions. People like you and I would then know, what does 300 milligrams mean? When there's 700 products on the market, I wouldn't even know where to start. So where would I even go now? So explain to me. Could I go online right now to www.somethingcannabisoilsomething.co.uk and find it? Yeah, if you went in and Googled CBD oil, you'd have a a ton of different recommendations or products that would pop up. Um, Back to Mariska's point about provenance, I think the thing that we found was 
you need to know where the plant is coming from, you mm-hmm. know. It, to be able to put something, so just the ways you can take it. So vape is the quickest way to get CBD oil into the system. The second Which way is... Which is why Marlborough are really interested in the yeah. market. Not not for the, 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 the illegal drug element, just for the, the legal element. Yeah. I mean, I can see why they'd want to get into that market. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the market, um, the Brightfield Group in the US estimate that the CBD market could be bigger than the cannabis market in 20 years' time. Okay. So the numbers are phenomenal. So that's why when you refer to some of the big players out there looking at it, you know, they'd be foolish not to because this is showing a huge opportunity for growth. So, Katie, sorry, I interrupted. You were saying it's important where it grows from. Why? Um, because you need to understand what pesticides they're putting onto the product because, you know, literally when you're doing the extraction process, that goes straight into the product and then you're literally putting that straight into your body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, my wife now only will have organic carrots. Yes. Yeah. So this this is the, the, the big movement in America now is all around organic. So it's understanding from seed in the ground where the plant is grown right through to being able to get it in this bottle in front of you. You should okay. know that it's, it's, it, that journey. But every bottle, so this isn't grown here. This is this this CBD oil that I have is from Colorado, from a company out there, comes into the UK, has to be batch tested when it arrives here so that there's an independent report done on it. So as a consumer, you want to be understanding exactly where that product's come from and you want to be able to see that, that report. Okay, so if you've got questions for Mariska and Katie, uh, why don't you join our Facebook group, Sam Talks Technology, leave me a message up there, and after the news, we'll try and answer some of those as well. Now, um, what's stopping you from... I suppose, you know, it's it's the green rush, I think, is what you defined it as. Yeah. Uh, um, what's stopping you then getting in on the green rush? I mean, it's great that you're helping educate the market, but yeah. will you will the market be gone by the time you decide to get into it? Um, there's more that I'm not sure we can talk about okay. now. Probably fun to do. We've all, we've all <laughs> signed an NDA. The <laughs> whole of Marlow, the um, whole of the web. I mean, okay, so there's a bit of a... a, a you don't have to, Katie, honestly, so, if you don't want to. Yeah, you know what, though? We'd love to do product, and we keep going back and forth a lot to do product. There is a bigger play, and we are currently looking at all our different options. So mm. can we come back and see You will, <laughs> when you come back, yeah. If you keep bringing me cannabis oil, yeah, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely love to have you back and, and find out what's been going on. Okay, we're going to have one more track this time, Katie. We're going to have Hotel California. Okay. So why Hotel California? Um, I spent a lot of time in America as a kid and it was our sort of our big family um, tune that we played every holiday. So it brings and back I'm good memories. I'm not going to crash the opening line to this, so I'm going to let you enjoy the whole lot.
said, we are all just prisoners here of our own device. And in the master's chambers, they're gathered for the feast. They stab it with their stealing eyes, but they just can't. go katie's been rolling about the years in her car open top highway what was it no <laughs> 65 no no i'm losing it it's not even that was it who knows katie was there we weren't anyway um so a bit of the eagles hotel california welcome back marlo welcome back the web you're listening to sam sethi on marlo fm talking about technology and today we're talking about cannabis we're talking about the market we're talking about the opportunity and let's talk a little bit about the opportunity so we've defined cbd uh, as the medicinal cannabis what other products is it available in? we've talked about oil but what else is it available in then so yeah so you can find cannabidol so d- different to medical cannabis which is prescribed by your doctor but cbd you can find it in lots of different products so you can find it in transdermal patches that you can pop on your skin in certain places where you've got um pain uh to topical creams and balms it's popping up in skincare a lot and my background is very much yep. skincare there's so many products now using um, skincare bath bombs. I uh, had a CBD bath last night, which was uh, an experience. Um, Katie's already gone into... Sorry, you can't just say it was an experience <laughs> and then move on. Oh, OK, fair enough. Well, it wasn't... You know what? It was more from a product experience in that, you know, your bath was full of a few grains. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't... It was nice and relaxed, but, okay. um, you know, it was a little bit grainy, I guess, yeah. you know, with it with the water running through the bath crystals. That's uh, it's like a big okay. tea bag, really. Yeah, big yeah. tea bag big in the tea bath. Bag. Okay. <laughs> Sit in a bath with Tetley. Um, and then um, suppositories, like you, you're finding them in very different places. Sorry, my eyes are just rolled. <laughs> yeah. Finding them in different well, places. I, I did yeah. tell you, Sam, that you'd find this a little bit interesting. So there's a brand in the US um, that is really. You know, men only talk about football. We don't get that deep. Yeah, you did talk about the menopause <laughs> earlier. I was quite. I surprised. know. I'm, my wife will be proud of me. Right, suppositories. Mm-hmm. Suppositories to help essentially with pain um, and pain relief, pelvic pain relief. Menstruation, that sort of thing. In France, suppositories. 
repositories are the answer to everything, Absolutely. aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Now, my, my nephew, James, poor you, he's now 25, but <laughs> he was struggling. We're in France and he was struggling and they had to give oh, him... He's a, loving you right now. Oh, James, <laughs> it's the wedding speech, mate. You don't... You wait. Um, no, so he had to have a suppository. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, oh, but it sorted him right out. Yes. In, in, but it, that, that's so French. Whereas in England, we wouldn't do that, would we? No. Would we? No. Yeah. No. no. Emergency. I have, but I have, well, I, I, so I, <laughs> on my younger child, who refuses to take cowpole, I don't know who refuses to take cowpole, uh, we have had to opt for suppositories and they have saved our lives on wow. a few occasions. Wow, okay. So, um, yeah, but the French are big fans of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, suppositories, suppositories bath bombs. Uh, pet food. You would not expect oh. it, but really, and, you know, Katie's really... My dog's relaxed this. enough as it is. Oh, yeah, but Katie's is a bit different. Let her uh, tell you about Yeah, Archie. come on then. What about my Archie? Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I have a Staffordshire Bull Terrier who's delightful. Um, but, yeah, you can't actually... It's huge in America, CBD products for dogs, and dogs who've got arthritis or in chronic pain or have high anxiety, you know, you can't leave them on their own for five minutes. Apparently, it's working wonders. Well, if it works for us, why wouldn't it work for them, I guess? Yeah, because they also have an endocannabinoid system. Yeah, so it's absolutely right. Um, the What's happened I'll here, I'll take though, your word for that. I know, endocannabinoid. See, the more I say it, it's just tripping off the tongue. Exactly. Um, in the States, it's it, it, lots of people have set up businesses, animal lovers, and it's working fantastically. Here... Um, and I don't know what the governing body is called around it, but the, basically the, the veterinary society are saying that you can only now get that prescribed by a vet. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of dosage of cannabis oil, then what's the daily single dosage? What's the recommended? Well, so here's, here's where there are lots of different opinions. Um, if you look at... Um, I can't remember what website I'm referencing now, but is you can take on average up to 200 milligrams a day. But Mariska and I have started on 10 milligrams a day, which is what I gave you, that one there. Yeah. That's 10%. So one drop of that is 10 milligrams of CBD oh, okay. oil. Okay, so that's all you're taking, one drop. So I t- so now, no, actually, now I'm on three drops. Okay. So I started on 10, didn't really feel any difference from mm-hmm. it. I did that for four or five days. I then increased to two, another four or five days, increased to three. When I got to three drops, I was like, actually, right, so I can feel that I'm calmer. I can feel the anxiety has gone. And so that, for me, is is, is actually the dose that I've now stayed on for the last six weeks or so. Um, but everybody's different because everybody absorbs product and has a different experience with whatever they're taking. So, um, and this is only my personal advice, and I'm not a medical expert or anything, but um, I would start small build up and then you know listen to what your body tells you right so yeah. listen to your body okay. but um 200 milligrams a day is is you know you wouldn't even blink at it but you can't overdose on it so so they've, they've never, nobody that that we found or has been in any reports has overdosed well, if they've overdosed they wouldn't be able to tell you would they <laughs> Remembering that this is not a drug as it's well. It's not a this drug. Is, I know, I'm just... Yeah. I'm just <laughs> but let's talk about that, that the, the other market space that is being regulated and is being legalised um, will eventually, I guess, come here, and that is the cannabis weed, I guess. Um, I think in Canada, I think you're allowed to carry 30 milligrams of weed um, before the police will act upon it. Um there are, in fact, it was on the uh, Radio 5 Live the other week, they were talking about cannabis cafes that the police are now not raiding even. They're not? No, they're turning a blind eye to it because yeah. they, they're just viewing it as a, as a minor... I don't even... Is, it, is weed a Class A drug? Is it listed as a Class A drug? No. 
No. No, so, not here. I'm just wondering. Well, okay, that's good. Um, but, uh, it, see, I have an opinion which is... It, I, I worry that it's a, a gateway drug. That's my concern. Going back to that 14-year-old. So, we legalise it. 14-year-olds go, oh, yes, I'll vape. I'll, I'll take a bit of weed. It's, it's all legal now. It's just like having my beer and my alcohol. And then the high isn't good enough. And they go, mm, well, what else is there? You know, is that is that is that the danger, or am I just being a hypercritical old biddy? Yeah, well, to say gateway drug, my personal opinion is that the only reason it's a gateway drug now is because if somebody's going off to find it, they're actually going to somebody who isn't regulated by the government. There's no taxes on it. You're down some dark alley or wherever you go to to get your your noughties. Yeah. Um, and then you are you've got the other opportunity to buy other unsavoury drugs that you know. So wouldn't be if it was legalised and you were buying it in a you know a shop or a pharmacy or. So, so your views are we should legalise it? I think there's a lot more studies and investigation that needs to be done around it first. Okay. Um, but I would say I'm not opposed to it, but I think it's something that is a, needs to be up for a broader discussion. Mariska? We're in a really fortunate position. We can look at what's going on in Canada and the US and learn from them. So what's interesting, you mentioned Canada previously, and there are studies taking place now to say, you know, as a parent, what do I talk to my child about? You know, cannabis was illegal and now it's legal. As a teen, do you actually care? And we don't know that. We're making assumptions being Mm. older. You know, you've got children, Sam, I've got children. You know, based on that. Face for radio, this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you know, they, they have got their own you know we, we, the understanding needs to come from them as well does it really impact them are they interested you know we know currently that millennials aren't really drinking right mm. they're looking for their that's only because it's expensive <laughs> i tell you that now my daughter would do it anyway we've got to stop we've got the news coming up uh, and so when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about it you're listening to sam talks technology the uk's number one technology show at least That's what Sam told me to say.
Ooh, that was Madonna. We were talking far too much there. <laughs> Thank you, Madge. Did that take you back? So, Mariska, what, where, where was that? Why did you want that track? So that reminds me of growing up in the US uh, many years ago and uh, just singing on my parents' bed with a, a hairbrush, thinking that I was, you know, the next pop star. And how old were you? <laughs> Eight. Eight. Nine, I want to say, yeah. Can I just say you're an underachiever? <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you about, there was a seven-year-old yes. announced this week. Guess how much money this little seven-year-old made. Uh, it's, I, the, the, you mean, I think you're referring to the highest earner on YouTube, aren't you? The highest earner on YouTube, indeed. He made £17.2 million. Pounds. No. Sorry, I've got an eight-year-old next year, Sam. And yes. And yeah, forget, for forget cannabis oil, get into that, yes. <laughs> toy reviews, was it? It was toy reviews, yeah, wow. amazing. Wow. And I, I just can't get my head around that. And it, it's, it's this generation of, um, you know, YouTubers. Um, it's just unbelievable how much money they all make from it. I mean, uh, have you done a YouTube channel, played with it? No. Uh, no. Katie, yes. <laughs> I've done a YouTube channel in my in my Star Dolly days. Yeah. Yes. And how did that go? Um, amazing. I, and we were we obviously it was much earlier then, but I think we were up to a million fairly quickly when we were doing our Star Doll TV, which was fabulous. One of my favourite jobs ever. Um, so the, the the other thing that was funny though, because Instagram, are you big Instagram users? Personally, I've got Instagram. Archie's got his own Instagram following. Archie. 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 He's got like 1,200 followers already. Wow. Yeah. He's got more followers than I have. <laughs> <laughs> that I can is help sad. You. <laughs> oh, lordy lord. He, he's just, I just give up now. That's it. Um, yes, it, the, the seven year old boy is called Ryan's Toys Review. And uh, one review alone got 1.6 million likes. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the online sensation Jake Paul was in at second with £16.8 million. Wow. Uh, and all he does is raps and jokes. That's it. Wow. 3.5 times over the 12-month period he was viewed. Wow. Are these, are these American kids just out of interest? or That one looks very American, yeah. yeah. I, I would say Ryan, Ryan's an American. <laughs> yes. Um, but, hey, well done, Dad and Mum. Yeah. Whoever whoever pushed in. Yeah, I was going to say, where, where's the money going? I was, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Ryan set up the camera, got the old toys in, wrote to Mattel. Oh, Mattel is still around. I, I think so. Don't oh, I? I don't know. <laughs> they, oh, you know, Toys R Us are gone, so maybe I know, it's yeah. Ryan's the new Toys R Us. Could be. Um, who else was on there? The sports crew dude, uh, Dude Perfect made 15.7. Daniel Middleton made 14.5. Just talking about Minecraft. Oh, yeah, Minecraft's massive. I know. Um, yeah. And the British gamer who was building games uh, for several years, uh, he got in there at 14.1 million. Yeah. And then we got somebody who's just doing makeup, Jeffree Star. Right. And I, I can't tell if Jeffree, J E double F R E E, is a, a boy or a girl. Okay. I'm assuming girl. There's no picture then. Well, there is a picture. There isn't a picture. Okay. I could have told that <laughs> off the picture. But um, now the other story this week that was breaking about influencers, because um, there, there was a story a couple of months ago about a girl who on Instagram started her own shop. She was going in with her girlfriends in Paris, trying on clothes, taking photos, putting them online and then selling them. Um, and then taking the orders and then going and buying them. That was brilliant. Did you hear about the 16-year-old boy who has all the Premier League footballers now? 
No. Oh, so brilliant. So he basically um, had some cool Nike trainers and he went down to the Arsenal training ground and he got to know one of the young Arsenal players uh, and the Arsenal player went, oh, like your trains, where'd you get them from? He says, I'll oh, get, get your pair, no problem. <laughs> went and got my pair. So some, so the other one, young lads wanted some kit, so he went off and got them, became their personal shopper, started bringing more clothes to them. He's now doing Pogba at Man United, half the Man United team, and he's only 16, 17, and he does it from his bedroom. And Amazing. it's brilliant. So what are you going to get your two-year-old and eight-year-old to do now? You've got the mind spinning. We'll go home tonight and change that uh, Christmas list. Get on Instagram. Don't get off that phone. Stop being a slacker. I don't want you to stop looking at that screen. Get more of it. That's what it's going to be like. Um, But actually, just for fun, there was a company in the USA who decided to spoof a couple of influencers. So they uh, set up a pretend shop called Payless. And, I saw that. And they invited all these fashionistas off Instagram and they were selling trainers that were worth $30 for $640. And they had them come in and they were vox popping them. Oh, yes, you can see by the quality of the leather. And, and then they were told they were worth 30 quid. I mean, it's sometimes... Brilliant. you just got to wonder. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think... Um, yeah. So are you for or against social media? For or against social media? That's quite a big question. Well, um, you don't have the challenge yet with your children. No, you're right. But it is something that, so um, I guess with friends of mine that have got um, children at eight, we were, you know, sometimes we joke and say, you know, hopefully these things won't be as powerful in a few years' time. I think um, kids are growing up a lot faster. Um, I mean, they are... I, what my daughter did do in the summer was um, record a, a YouTube channel that her and her friends did in a park that they alleged would go onto YouTube. What was pretty impressive was actually they didn't use their real names. They used, um, like, acronyms or something Pseudonym. like that. Right. And I didn't even pick up on it. It was when my brother, I sent it to him in New Zealand, and he was like, they, they've absolutely been aware of safety there. And when I asked her about it, she, she said that's the reason that they did it, something that never would have come to me. But... Um, We've got a few years to go for social media, I hope. I, I live in denial, but, you know, it will happen at some point. Mm. Yeah, um, um, unfortunately, um, my daughter, 14-year-old daughter, has been the subject of bullying for the last three years at school uh, on Snapchat. Wow. And I'm, I'm an advocate for closing Snapchat down. I really, really don't like Snapchat these days. Um, and it's more to do with what you were saying. It's the, the ability for them to be able to... Um, anonymously go online or in the case of Snapchat, not anonymously but but the self-disintegration of the media means that it's non-traceable so they go up they say things and then by the time the adults get to look at it it's gone so it's then hearsay then it's your word against their word and all that stuff Um, Facebook is having a massive backlash at the moment are you both heavy users of Facebook? I'm on Facebook I'm no longer a heavy user of Facebook Is that boredom? <laughs> no, seriously, because I'm bored of Facebook. Yeah, well, no, bored of Facebook, and and yeah, you know, there are plenty of other things that can be taking up my time rather than just sort of flicking through. But it's there are I've got people around the world, and it's it's good for that being able to get in contact with them. Yeah, yeah, Mariska? exactly the same as what Katie says. So um, mm. I'm on it. I I use it purely actually to sell a couple of products, um, secondhand baby things that I'm getting rid of at the local forums, and that's absolutely it. I use Instagram a little bit. But again, not that, not that much. Well, Tim Cook this week, of CEO of Apple, has said that uh, he doesn't. He thinks f- social media 
uh, is dangerous. He's not going to let his nephew on. Famously, Steve Jobs wouldn't let his children on. Bill Gates wouldn't let their children on. Mm-hmm. has to be something in it when those guys are not letting their people on. Um, but Tim Cook this week, and rightly so, he said... Um, Haters should be gone. We should we should have a moral stance against haters. Mm. My 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 concern is this. So we all know when someone's being racist, sexist, all those isms. But who's the police to say what's right and wrong at the the line? I mean, what scares me is yes, I don't want people being hateful, but what one person's hate could not might not be enough. But is it enough to ban them? I, I don't know where you, you draw the line. That's what scares me. And then we get a state police situation. I mean, in China, um, there was a female pop star who sang the Chinese national anthem. She t- did it with a bit of a tongue-in-cheek motion. Got five months jail time. Wow. Well, no, you know, ha- you know, that's fine. that's that's the scary end of it, yeah. where you're, it's a police state looking at everything you do. That that. So I'm 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 for not having bullying, hate and all that and, and I have a personal experience for the reason for it. But I do worry that we're in a situation where we might over-regulate that industry before it's even grown. And, you know, mm. we, we talked about regulation earlier with cannabis. You know, is it is it a case of we get fearful of new things, maybe? Mm. Is social media so new still that we haven't made our norms, our cultural norms? Uh, is that the problem, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I do, I'm just thinking back to my sort of Stardoll days when we always had, you know, millions of girls around the world being able to go onto the site. And we did have bullying as one of those issues. And I went out to the community and said, you know, ultimately, how do we... Is this something that if you are a Stardoll girl that you would want to happen to another girl in the community? And what ended up happening is that we had a, a, a report button that you could have in your, your chat or your... It wasn't free-flow conversation. Mm-hmm. Someone could post someone could post underneath um and like actually what we chat community yeah 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 uh in their in their suites that they had but actually what we found is is the girls then got into the whole self-reporting so that they created this stardog code of conduct so yeah i guess it's about dare i say teaching morals and you know in your own book yeah exactly where does where does the line fit between you know really we should be trying to make each other feel good about one another didn't we rather than rather than being hateful yes i fully agree with that so um tumblr this week uh have you used tumblr no, no. I haven't. <laughs> so Tumblr's like a, an online blogging platform. Uh, I think nowadays it's trying to be somewhere between a social media network, a blogging platform, and Pinterest. Uh, I think it struggles with what it is. It's yeah. trying to find its space. Um, it's said it's going to ban images of adult content because fundamentally it's just full of porn. Um, that's because everyone lost interest in it and it just got flooded with porn. Um, yeah. And it so they just said um, they're going to remove all adult content as of December the seventeenth. I'm, I'm sort of going, what took you so long? Yeah, yeah. you know, why was it on there on the first place? Well, what, well. what somebody said was interesting is if you go on Twitter, do you use Twitter at all? Got Twitter. Yeah. Now, strangely, because I I'm gonna I'm gonna. I think I know the answer to my question. <laughs> Have you ever typed the word porn in Twitter? No. No, strangely, I expected <laughs> that answer. But if you did and don't, um, you would get flooded with a stream of pornography. Twitter is full of it as really? well. Really? Yes. You see? So okay. what is one person's uh, 
uh, view of the world in the social media that they live in mm. is different. So we have these filter bubbles. So, you know, we go on Facebook and we all go slightly centrist, left-wing, whatever, and if you're a right-winger, you go there. And that's what your filter looks like. Your yeah. world reflects it. Go on to Twitter and we all think it's, you know, a few trolls now and again and it's just people shouting out. But if you, But it's full of pornography. And if you go on there... There it is. Really? It's, yeah, every porn star has a Twitter account. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. No, you know, why, you know, it's just it's just something that I haven't obviously looked for. Strangely, I <laughs> have no. But now you mention. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think with social media, I think we're getting to the point where I, I liken it to things like GDPR. You know, technology goes at a hundred miles an hour, mm. yeah. and then eventually behind it becomes legislation and regulation, and we all sort of go. Um, I don't think that's quite right what you're doing there. Right, stop it and whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg's a silly little boy right now, not coming to the UK, uh, facing up to his woes. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to come back and bite them quite badly. Mm. Um, but I, do you think Facebook should be broken up? You know, it's got WhatsApp and Instagram. Do you think it should be split? Should it be split? Well, I'll give you no reason. So Microsoft, um, when it had the biggest share of Windows, um, had to have multiple browsers put onto the platform. And that's why we have Chrome. Because you can imagine Microsoft could have killed Google at birth. They could have killed Amazon at birth. They could have killed all of them, really. Uh, and so I think that was effective. But I think what we've seen with Facebook is they've bought up every competitor. Mm-hmm. And so Snapchat's the only competitor that they didn't get to buy. Um, and a lot of people are now arguing that maybe had they not bought Instagram, they would have been a competitor. And yeah. same with WhatsApp. So I, I'm not sure whether, you know, well, I personally think it would be a good thing. Mm. I think uh, maybe they need to have it broken up uh, and more innovation. Yeah. And just to answer it, of course, Zuckerberg's gone today. Well, no, 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 it's okay. We'll allow apps now that copy what we do. Great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's coming to the end of the year. Um, are you a very heavy uh, apps user? Do you like lots of apps? What's your favourite app, maybe? What's my favourite app? She just picks up her telephone. Yeah. Have a look. I mean, I'm on... I'm on telephone? I mean, I'm... What, what century, what century did you no, come out of? I'm not really I that have, old, I promise. I have my telephone <laughs> here. my telephone. <laughs> yes. Um, at the moment, it's... it's dare I say, it's, it's LinkedIn. I'm on a lot. <laughs> when I was buying my house... Starting a business by any chance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Rishka. Uh, Amazon. 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 No, I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid we, our household mm-hmm. are heavy users of, uh, yeah, shopping apps. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm the same. Uh, have you got any Alexas at home? We don't, actually. Uh, the reason we don't is because we think that our conversations are already captured enough that we don't okay, need so anything I'm, else. I'm, I'm of the same set. I was like, I don't want anything else lis- potentially listening to anything that I'm doing. Okay. My other half is is for Alexa. I know. I, I, we've got six in our house. <laughs> it's because you've got such a big house now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish. I don't think the cat thinks that. <laughs> um, but having said that, do you carry a mobile phone? Yes. So your ISP knows everywhere you're going and your GPS tracked. So you're worried about Alexa listening to your questions. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I find it very strange. Have you have you got Alexa in the bedroom? No. Oh, okay. Well, is that... No, and that's only because my wife bans it. Oh, is that <laughs> not because of me. She... <laughs> that is the only she's reason. Slightly curious that somebody might be listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's that interested in us. No, <laughs> don't think so. Um, I was just going to say because the biggest apps of 2018 have been announced, and uh, YouTube was the biggest app. Yeah. Yeah. Not the one I expected. No? So, what did you expect? I don't know, Fortnite maybe, or gaming, or something else. Yeah. Uh, uh, last year, one of the top apps was Calm by Michael yes. Acton-Smith, who, yes. lives, who used to live here in Marlow. Yeah, I used to work lots with Michael, because yeah. he had uh, Fight My Monster, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mushy Monsters. Mushy Monsters, yeah. yes. So, um, no, it was YouTube, f- followed by, <laughs> I just said, I think social media is dying and should be, followed by Snapchat and Instagram. Really? And Messenger and Facebook. Yeah. The top five apps are all social media. Mm-hmm. So, so much me knowing what's going on <laughs> in the tech industry then. Yes, that's, that's it. Um, the other one that I, I was surprised by was owned by Snapchat called Bitmoji. Never heard of that one. Bitmoji. Ah, Bitmoji. Oh. Um, where you can, so I don't use social media a lot, <laughs> um, but I do know Bitmoji. It's where you can create an emoji of yourself. You can create your own character. So your own, yeah. And then you have... Yeah, Hold on, when are be... you telling me you were doing this this morning with your was it niece or oh, nephew gosh, in New Zealand? What was that one you were doing? adorable um, nephew is in New Zealand and uh, we did FaceTime this morning, but now he can't FaceTime me without being an emoji face. So with the latest <laughs> iOS, I was talking to a lion, a dragon, an emoji poo at points, but it's ju- it is hilarious. <laughs> it, I mean, even for me, much older than he so is. So the evolution of man, we went through... <laughs> Stone Age, Iron Age, wars, <laughs> and we've reached emojis. That is the evolution of man, really, isn't it? Or yeah, woman. Let's not proud. Sexy. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of bike dance or musically? Musically. Yeah, yes. so musically uh, was bought by Chinese company ByteDance, and that is the world's most valuable company in the world. It's over worth 70 point, 78.2 billion. It's not even floated yet. Wow. Wow. Uh, and that's kids going online uh, and watching videos of people dancing or or dancing themselves. Yep. I'm like, we've what? got in the wrong industry. I should. I want to be a <laughs> seven year old child again. I want to do toy reviews and I want to dance and let people look at me. That's it. <laughs> I don't want to be an adult. <laughs> but yeah, so it's bigger than Uber. Uber's number two. Wow. See, learning so much. Yeah, we are learning. I know. I know. Yeah. That's because um, we've not been thinking about anything else other than uh, CPD. Business model's changing, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, talking of shopping as you did, um, did you do anything on Black Friday? Oh, I did quite a bit of shopping on Black quite Friday. Quite a bit yes. of shopping. Yeah. Katie? I am not doing Christmas presents this year. Wow, there's a I'm revelation. not doing Bar Humbug. Bar I'm Grinch not- has arrived. <laughs> But we have it. We have, there's no kids, so even to Dan's parents, who we're going to for Christmas. Yeah, there's no kids there. You're not even son. buying him his parents anything. No, with food, we're going really food. good on food. Right, we're going okay. really good on food. But you know, people were suggesting do under a tenner, and then I was like, then you buy some plastic bit of something. We don't need to be putting any more plastic <laughs> uh, into anything. <laughs> so yeah, so it's um, it's really really good food, some nice wine, and okay. yeah. So Dan pulls out a massive present at the last minute. I bet he's going to oh, do God. that. That would be Dan, please don't do that. <laughs> uh, no, because um, it was six point eight billion Black Friday and seven point two billion on Cyber Monday, but they were dwarfed 
totally ah, dwarfed. By AliExpress. Well, yeah, Singles Day in China. Yeah. 30.6 billion in China in a single day. Wow. That's 50% of their income in one day. The thing is, is Black Friday used to be a day and now it's turned into pretty much a fortnight. You know, we went literally from Black Friday, the run up to it, then the weekend, then we were hit with Cyber Monday. Yeah. It's all a bit crazy. It's mm. a bit d- desperate. But yeah. I tell you, China is where all the action is right now. Um, have you heard of Tencent? Okay, so Tencent is like Alibaba. Uh, they're a massive conglomeration. Their CEO is called Pony Ma. <laughs> Brilliant name. I love that. Uh, he's like Jack Ma. I don't know. I mean, yep. they, I don't know. Ma must mean father mm-hmm. or something like that. Should have looked it up. Uh, but they're two of the richest men in the world now. More uh, certainly pushing uh, Bezos and Gates. Um, so they're the respective CEOs of Alibaba and Tencent. And Tencent Music uh, is bigger than iTunes and Spotify put together by ten times. Wow. This is That's huge. It's the market over in China is so big. Uh, they're floating this week, 8% of the company at 1.2 billion. And it is, you know, uh, and again, we don't even, well, I've never been on it, but it's a massive market. And we think we shop a lot. They shop a lot. Mm. Um, there's a company called Pin Duo Duo that floated uh, and raised 1.6 million recently. Kui uh, Kui raised 2.3 billion for shopping as well. Wow. There is a day, actually, I do recommend people going and just trying to find all these companies in China and just looking at them and seeing how they do it. It's a totally different world. Anyway, there's a lot more news this week that we haven't covered, uh, but that's the end of the show. We've got there. Thank you for having us. Oh, pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it. So you will come back when you've got your secret product on the market? Yes, we would love to come and share with you what we're doing then. Brilliant. Well, look. Thank you very much again, Marlo, for tuning in. Thank you very much. The web will be back next Wednesday. Uh, my guest then will be Andrew Gerard. Until then, thank you once again, ladies. It was being fun. Thanks, thank you. Thank you, Sam. That show was amazing. To listen again, please visit our website, marlofm.co.uk, or visit our Facebook group, Sam Talks Technology. And now you can subscribe on iTunes. Never miss a show again. See you next week. Same time, same place.